Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Now, uh, this is a, a, a survey that was done in, 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 the, in the United States, right? Though it was done in the United States, I think we can, we can look at it and realize that some of these things may be very true in our culture. So, a recent survey was done, and, and the, this is a, 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 some statistics from born-again Christians. And they said 48% of the person that they surveyed, Christians that they surveyed, are searching for their purpose, meaning their purpose in life, why they exist. Uh, and next, 40% of the Christians that they surveyed are in debt. They owe a lot of money, all kind of credit card debts and stuff. 50% are in need of new friends. 31% of Christians are stressed out. And 49% are too busy, but they are not accomplishing much. The tyranny of the urgent. They are doing a lot of urgent stuff, but the important things are being left behind. Though some of these may not apply to our context, I hope we can understand that these are general issues that affect the body of Christ today. So from this we can safely say that born-again Christians are tired and in need of personal renewal. Coming out as we, we come out of the pandemic phase, a lot of persons need strength. We have been through a lot emotionally. Many are going through stuff mentally, financially, spiritually and we need strength. We need strength. God provides that strength for us. So how long has it been since you have experienced the kind of strength that our, 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 our text speaks of? Strength that causes you to run and not get weary and to walk and not faint. I hope that by the end of this, that the Spirit of the Lord would strengthen you so that you'll have the strength you need to live life to its maximum and pleasing God. For the word of the Lord says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the eagle in scripture is used as a simile in the Bible. Um, all of you English, you understand what similes are. You know, you know your simile and your, your pun and your, your, your metaphor and all of that. But a simile connects two unlike things by drawing like comparisons, right? That's what simile does. A amen? I, I, need to, I, I need some of the teachers to answer me. A simile connects two unlike things by drawing like comparisons. Can I get a good amen? amen. Alright. Some of you don't have a clue what we're talking about. But that's alright. That's alright. You, you, you're good at math. That's alright. Amen. So the eagle is portrayed as an example for us of a creature who is able to maintain its strength. So we are not eagles. But we can take comparisons from the eagle as to how we can maintain our strengths as believers. Making sense? Alright. But you may be asking, why wasn't some other bird used? What is unique about an eagle among birds that would give us hints on how we can maintain our spiritual strength? Why not use a, a, a duck? You know, why an eagle? So what I'm going to do is run through 10 or probably 11 types of birds and identify similarities between them and some members of the body of Christ. And when I call the bird and I give you the description, you must say, that ain't me. What are you supposed to say? That ain't me. Say, it must be you, but it's not me. Alright, so we're going to say, it must be you, but it doesn't mean. The other instruction I want to give you is that the moment I start naming birds, do not look to your left or to your right. Look straight ahead. Look at me. Because if you look to your left or to your right, when I mention certain birds, you may get 
in problems. Alright? So, let's take some time and find out what type of Christians we are today. Alright? So, the first bird we are going to talk about and look at the similarities is the chicken. So, come on, just lift your hand and say, I am not a chicken. That must be you. But it. Alright. The chicken is generally afraid of life. The chicken seldom flies or reaches its full potential in life. Chickens don't maximize life. They don't maximize their potential. They are afraid. They don't want to fly too high because they are, they are afraid of falling. Do you know that the wings of a chicken is bigger than many birds? Many other birds, but they, they don't like flying too high because they are so afraid. They have the potential to do what most other birds do in terms of flying, but they are satisfied with a few inches off the ground. As long as I can do it, I don't have to go that high. I am satisfied with the mundane. I'm satisfied with the status quo. It is me. This is my modus operandi. I just, I just do it today, do it tomorrow. That's me. I'm, I'm, I, I found my groove. And I'm going to be stick to it. The chicken basically just flops around the chicken yard. Big wings to live in a chicken yard. Doing nothing. It's like most Christians. Most of us spend our lives just flopping around rather than soaring. Come on. Do you know God made you to soar? Not to flop your wings? And so many believers are flopping their wings instead of soaring. And so when a chicken gets tired, or gets, when it gets upset, they only get about six inches off the ground. So when, when a chicken is upset and stuff, like you're trying to, you know, you're trying to cook the chicken, so you have to catch it first, they'll try to fly from you. And after a while, because they're just flopping around, you know what happened? They normally get, and they normally get cooked. If you flop around life, you're going to get cooked. It's time to stop flopping and start soaring. Want you to hear me? The chicken just flop around, stirring up a bunch of dirt. I mean, when the chicken is upset and in the yard and stuff and flopping around, a lot of dirt, but not a lot of movement. Big stir, but going nowhere. That's many Christians. Moving the wings, but not making movement. Stuck and satisfied that they are there. But what is, so sooner or later you are going to get tired of flapping and will want to learn how to soar. When it comes down to flapping, how does that Applying the spiritual. Flopping is equivalent to works of the flesh in our lives. When you're working in the flesh, you're flopping your wings. And when you work in the flesh, you never get anything done. Walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Flopping wears you out. Working in the flesh wears us out. The chicken is also content with mediocrity. They just want enough to be normal. They, they are satisfied with being satisfied. The chicken is fat. It's also a lazy bird that usually spends most of its time scratching around the chicken yard for grubs and worms. They live inside the confines of a fence and are satisfied to do so. Come on, just lift your hand with me and say with me, I am not a worm eater. I am a high flyer. Or a high sword. In other words, the chicken is okay with just going around and picking up stuff. 
they are okay with being marginalized and being confined. In fact, when a storm arises, the first thing the chicken does is run for the chicken house to huddle in fear with all the other chickens. And so my, what part of my desire this morning is that some of us will turn from chickens to eagles. And at the back end, I'm going to show you what the eagles do when storm arises. So the chicken, when the storm comes, runs into the chicken house to be with the other chickens. But not so with eagles that we are likened to. The second bird is the magpie. I know you have never seen one of these, but that's what they look like. Yeah. I know you're looking at that and say, cute, that could be me. Right? But, but the magpies are overly aggressive bullies. They said the magpies love to swoop down and harass other animals and people. So this kind of Christian, they harass people. They, they're like bullies in the kingdom. They're like your sin busters. Like they're just waiting for something to go wrong to turn up. They're like the, they're like the police. You know, the sin police. They, they, they have a special assignment from God. And all they do is, who has stepped in some mess? <laughs> Got you know, acting like you were all uptight. See, they know? Hmm. And they hold it over you. This is the type of person who is abusive to others. They don't care. I'm going to tell you my mind. I choked me a talk. I don't care if you get offended. I don't care about your feelings. They, they don't care. All they are concerned about is their own self. They're, they're, they are so self-centered to the point of rudeness. This type of person is disrespectful and causes much harm in the body of Christ. Come on, just say with me, I'm not a magpie. That's not me. That must be. Yeah. The third bird is a kookaburra. All right, some of you, you have never seen or heard about this. Don't worry, I'll tell you. This, this is an Australian bird. Yeah. This bird is loud. And sounds like they're laughing. They live around 20 years. They're around for a while just laughing and very loud. So this is like the Christian who thinks life is a big party. Like one big joke. This person takes nothing seriously. And laughs at everything. Even when it is totally inappropriate. This person is a big clown. They like the coarse gestures and cause wounds and hurts and they offend. This person is a Christian who is not sensitive to people at all. They're just going to laugh. It don't matter. I mean, if you if 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 you're crying about your mother passing, they're going to laugh. Because to them this is funny. What? They are the kind of person who says, Why are you so emotional? Everything you cry, cry, cry. Everybody not dead sometime. Warm to you. Because to them, life is a big joke. They don't understand. They don't take time to understand others. Because they think like it's a big joke. And it's, it's fun. You know, all they want to hear is when, when, when we're going to have some fun time. But we need to pray that God would make us all more sensitive to those who are hurting around us. In fact, sometimes when we have problems in our own life, we think that is an excuse to be rude. To be insensitive to others around us. But, but we are not like that. We are eagles. So when things are wrong in our lives... We are still sensitive to the needs of those around us. This has destroyed many families. A husband going through stuff at work and he comes home. And he abuses his family verbally. Or in terms of spending time with them or he abuses them emotionally. 
people going through stuff and they believe. I understand what I'm going through. They take what they're going through as a license to hurt people. So because, because, because I had a terrible day at work this week, when I come to church, no, 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 don't chat to me in here. I don't want no morning from no, 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 and I'm not telling nobody morning. I just want us to know that we are not the only one who is hurting. We are not the only person going through stuff. And if there's anything wonderful about Jesus, it was that he was compassionate and sensitive to those around him. No matter what Jesus' experiences were, he was sensitive to the people around him. At his own expense, he would minister to the need of the blind and the, the, the maim and, and the hurting and the hungry. Even if he had nothing. Even when he was hungry, he was willing to provide food for those who were hungry. So having issues doesn't mean that we have to be an issue. And that's how some of us live life. If things are bad for me, my job is to make it bad for everybody else. Because if I'm not enjoying life, how dare you enjoy life? Come on, say, that's not me. That must be you. The next bird is, I know this is probably your favorite, right? It's a vulture. Or the buzzard. This bird is a scavenging bird that rarely attacks and eats live animals. It feeds mostly on the carcasses of dead animals. This bird enjoys the filth of life. This bird enjoys anything that is corrupt, rotten, and stinking. They, they just love you know, anything that's wrong. I'm talking about Christian. There are some Christian that if it is think, stinking, it's a part of their thinking. If it's corrupt, you, can, you, you will see them. Some Christians are like this bird. They come to church, they carry their Bible, but they continue to be attracted to the filth of life. They are attracted to people with problems. Like everybody who will have problem with somebody become them best friend. They, they are the key ingredient in mix-up. There are the people, what I'm saying, if it's what I have to be, how, how that saying go? That, if it is egg, huh? if it's egg, they have to be in the red. I don't understand what that means, but you know what it means. Because I don't know which part of the egg have that color, but if it is egg, there have to be in it. I don't, I don't have a clue, but there's a Jamaican saying, and some of them don't make any sense, but we all understand what it means. But they just think they have, that's how it goes? If it is egg? That, that, can't, be, that can't be right. We need to change that. If it is, if it is egg, you are the yolk. Right? That makes sense. The, the yolk is red. <laughs> Let's stick to Jesus because we don't know anything about eggs. But, but these are the people who love to rip people apart. Or to tear people to pieces with their mouth. They always have rotten things to say because they have rotten thinking. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. They don't care about people's character and reputation. They say whatever come out of their mouth. They are here to, to tear down people. They love to spread rumors and don't like, don't think anything of destroying a person or destroying a ministry. They have the smell of death all around them. So let me help you because many people don't understand that there's a difference with rumors, gossip, slander, and lies. Listen, a rumor is to repeat something that you do not have the right to say. Alright? It may be truth, but you don't have authority to share it. 
Do you hear me? So say, for example, I have a brand new Benz. I'm talking a toy car because I really don't get it. A toy car, right? One of those toy cars. What do you call them? Um, um, what the, what the kids, what's the name of the car that the kids used to play with? Hot Wheels. A Hot Wheels. I have one of those Hot Wheels Benz. Toy car. Alright? And you go around and tell ten people that I have a Hot Wheel Benz. You had no authority to share that. Because I didn't give you anything to tell anybody. Though you have not told a lie, you have spread information about me that you don't have authority to share. And it's similar to gossip. What happens sometimes is on top of that, we add lie to the rumor and to the gossip. So we tell something that is not so, and we tell it to many people. And here's why these things are dangerous. When the truth is found out, you don't go back to all the people and tell them that you're lying. That's the problem with gossip, rumor, and slander. When truth is found out, nobody goes back to all the persons. So if you're told 20 people or 20 persons that the chairs in the church are pink and then we gave you glasses and you realize they're actually blue, you don't find about the 20 people and tell them that, you know, I was actually wrong and the color of the chair is actually blue so you can come to church because it's not just for boys, girls, it's also for men because it's blue chairs and not pink. We don't. But vultures love to do that. They love to do anything to destroy people. The, the next bird is the parrot. Alright, I know you laugh at this one. Are the cockatoos. So that ain't me. That must be you. I, come on, just say, I am not a parrot. In, in, in fact, I believe that um, there are so many different uh, there are so, so many uh, varieties of parrots. In fact, they say that there are over 335. So I think like all of us have a little parrot in us. <laughs> Amen. These are the talkers in the bird kingdom. They are super spiritual Christians who can talk the talk. But not walk the walk. You see, everything they learn, they learned it parrot fashion. Do you know parrot fashion? How do parrots learn? By mimicking someone else. So, when you're training parrots, they tell you, don't say, say to the parrot. Just say what you want the parrot to say without saying, say. Because if you say, say, the parrot is going to say, say. So you don't say to the parrot, say good morning. Because the parrot will repeat and say, say good morning. You have to say, good morning. And the parrot will say, there you go. Uh, you, you understood that, right? There are many believers who are like this. All they do, they repeat what they have heard, exactly how they have heard it, even if they don't understand it, and even if it is wrong. So they come to prayer meeting, and they hear you say, Halaba Shalaba. And so they say, I can speak in tongues, Halaba Shalaba. They, they hear you say, healing is the children's bread, Lord, so provide bread for your children. And when they start praying, they say, healing is the children's bread, Lord. So provide bread for your children. And when you start, them and say, really, healing is the children? Where is that? They say, well, I don't know, you know. But when we did a prayer meeting, I got me hear them praying. You know. So, but is it in the, in, in the Bible? Well, it must be in the Bible. Because the people that my prayer pray it. All they do is mimic what they see other people do, even if they don't understand it. 
Even if they don't believe it. We do something because someone else is doing it, not knowing what it means. The part Christian have the head knowledge, but not the heart knowledge. They are all noise and no action. The parrot, look, listen, even when it's not a good morning, you know what the parrot say? I'm telling you. Listen, listen, listen. The parrot don't care if there's a storm outside. Good morning. I don't care. That's what I've heard. That's what I'm going to repeat. They're not concerned about how you feel and what you're going through. They have no action. They're just going to keep talking. The, the next bird is the cuckoo. This bird does not like to work. And is happy to sponge off someone else. Come on, say, that ain't me. That must be you. Because I love to work. Come on. Listen, listen. Uh, for the young people who don't like to clean up your room, this is for you. Bird right here. Remember, don't look to your left or to your right, especially if you have your daughter or your son here with you. Just, just look at me. Just look at me. Like they, they don't like to wash the dishes. Like, like, why do you keep leaving the dishes in the sink? Cuckoo! <laughs> they don't like to work. You can't just wash up the dishes for me. It's just two. You can't just clean the room for me. You can't just spread the bed for me. You can't just... It's, it's just... In, in fact, this, this, this is so bad, right? This bird does not even want to build a nest. What this bird does is that it looks for one that is already finished by some other bird. And here's what it does. It lays its eggs here and then it, it leaves the other bird to raise the babes. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. These are cuckoos in the, they are cuckoos in the church today. They exist on handouts and they do not want to work. They come to church and the first ministry they ask for is the handout ministry. Can we help you get a job? We can't, we can't do them that kind of work there, you know. Them kind of work there too hard. Have you ever heard that? Listen, so come, let us empower you to get a job. You know, I can't work because every time I work, I have a headache. Every time I work, my belly hurt me. Every time I work, I get a, a back pain. Me not wash nobody dirty clothes. Me not clean nobody yard. But where to know if you clean the people in my yard and you bring the money out of the church, feed me. Being real. It's amazing how birds operate and there are Christians who operate the same way. The next one is the peacock. I know some of you like this bird. It's a beautiful bird, don't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are going to be any bird, I know some of you would say, I'm a peacock. But, the, but, but this bird is flashy and showy. Yeah, this is a show-off bird. The bossy bird. The prideful bird. This is a bird that when this bird comes to church, everybody knows that they are coming in. I'm telling you, they have a distinct smell. They have a distinct walk. <laughs> you know, you have to hear the sound and you have to look around. All right? And when the hear is done, you know. <laughs> but Marley can do it better than them because you just have to know that they are coming around. And, and I mean, you, you know that the, you know that the dress is, boy, I can't, I can't tell you. I just, I don't, how does this dress feel like that? Oh, you know, it's very nice. You know, it's the first time I'm wearing it. <laughs> the, the, the whole question was to set you up to tell you that they just get the dress. This person is also overly ambitious. They're full of the world and full of pride. They're in love with and impressed with themselves. They feel superior to everyone else. The peacock believes that it is the mother of all birds. They believe that they are all that 
and a bag of chips. They believe that, hey, I'm pastor. Listen, you need to let them know who I am. They're the kind of person who says, do you know who I am? Before, what is your name? I, I am Mr. Member of Parliament, Minister of the Gospel, Evangelist, Doctor, Bachelors in Arts, JP, Paul, Saint, because you know what, Saint must be the name, you know, because you have to, <laughs> Saint something, nothing. So before you get the name, you get the title. So, so I, I went somewhere this week and they asked, what is my name? So I said, my name is Omar Stennett. So the family says, so, so the person asked me, so why you say your name is Omar Stennett? I said, that's my name. But you're a pastor. I said, no, I, said, I am Omar Stennett and I pastor. I am, I am not a pastor. I am Omar Stennett. My title is not my name. Amen? So when you ask my name, I'm Omar. I'm not Pastor Omar. But you know, we like to say titles. I'm evangelist. I'm deaconist. I am. <laughs> that, that's the peacock right there. Come on, say, that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this person loves to strut their stuff, the clothes, the car, the jewelry, but they do little or nothing for anyone else in need. They have huge egos that need to be stroked a lot. They are a lot of self-centered Christians in the world today. And we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing to meet the needs of others? The next bird is the pelican. The, the pelican, the, there you go. The pelican is a funny bird, right? The pelican is this big, old, fat, jolly bird. And all the pelican is interested in is eating. Seeking whatever he can find to fill his belly. The pelican just loves to eat. All the pelican loves to do is just eat, 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 eat. As a Christian, right? If, if we would turn this ravenous appetite towards the word of God. And feed on the word of God in the same way we want to feed and natural food will become spiritual giants. The pelicans are your people that if food is going to be there, they are going to turn up. The pelican is the kind of Christian you don't want to bring to the funeral. Because they're going to be coming in your vehicle with food from the funeral. You, do, you just don't want them. You, you have to... This is a, the first... When the church having fellowship, who is cooking? And, and listen, and I'm, I'm telling you, there are Christians who operate like this. And here's what they want to know. They want to know who is in charge. Because if you, if you, if you don't sound like the person who normally have a lot of money, they can't turn up, you know. Because a lot of food not going to be there. Because all they are concerned about is their bellies. They are just into eating. They are coming to what they can get and not what they can give. When they turn up in church, is that what, what, what worship going to give me? What pastor going to give me? What are you going to give me? And they come and have nothing to give back. The, the next bird is the crow. This is also a dirty bird of life. In fact, the, this bird is, is so wicked. If you watch horror movies, they always use the crow in horror movies. Alright, if you see like this kind of bird lingering around your house, it's not a good sign. You need Jesus. <laughs> Amen. This bird enjoys destroying the young of other species. This bird loves to rip and maim. He's out for himself. You see, he's like the Christian who enjoys tearing down other churches and other Christians. Nothing or anyone else matters in life. Only his own selfish desire. This bird thinks nothing of ruining someone else's reputation or ripping apart a church. This kind of bird is, is one of the most cunning and dangerous birds in the kingdom, in the bird kingdom. And here's why. It's interesting, right? The crow, the crow is the only bird that really... Spends a great deal of his time pestering the eagle. 
So I want you to understand the spiritual truth because we are, we are supposed to be eagle-like Christians and the only bird, chickens don't bother eagles, uh, pelicans don't bother eagles, but the crows bother the eagle. And, and what, here's what the eagle does though. So the, the crow is pestering the eagle. The way the eagle gets rid of this pest is to go higher and higher. The eagle goes so high that the pest, the crow, can't breathe anymore. So the eagle don't stay at his level. What the eagle does is that when the crow comes to pester it, the eagle goes higher. And the higher the eagle goes is, is, is the worse situation get for the pest. And what happened after a while, the pest has to stop because the eagle goes higher. And so in life, when you feel like things and people are pestering you, when you're an eagle-like Christian, here's what you do. Go what? Never come down to their level. Don't live at their oxygen capacity. Go higher so their oxygen supply will be cut off because they can't live at that altitude. Do you understand me? All you have to do to get rid of some of the pests in your life is to change the altitude. Come on, tell the person beside you. It's time to change the altitude. You need to go higher than the pests that bother you because they will fall off for lack of oxygen. Amen? Then, then you have the sparrows and the finches. These birds fritter about from place to place, chattering away, rarely having anything to say worth listening to. They hop from church to church without ever settling anywhere. Really do these birds grow in the Lord. They just keep moving. The box over here, the box over Where are you now? Well, I'm done. Where are you now? I'm up there. Where are you going? I'm, 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 I, I'm. They have no resting place, no settling place. And listen, if you want to grow, you must be planted. It's okay to be transplanted, but you can't keep transplanting. Amen? There, there are times in life when... You, you, you know, like when you're planting certain crops, you have to transplant it. You're in a particular space and you have outgrown it. You get transplanted. But you must, for in order for us to grow and bloom, we must be planted. You can't be uprooting every month and think like you're going to grow. You will eventually die. Too much transplanting kills the plant. Amen? Amen. So make up your mind and get rooted and grounded so you can flourish. Amen. Finally, we have the canaries and other caged birds like your, your bougie. You know those birds? Yeah, man. I, I can't bother with these birds. Like, I like pets that I can eat in crisis, in crisis, in crisis, in serious crisis. Like, like push come to shove and there's nothing else in the world. I should be able to kill and eat my goat. You know what I mean? So I want a goat as my pet. I spend less and get more. With the dogs, it's a little bit different. You spend a lot. <laughs> you never can tell in the future. But, 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 but the truth is that, that these birds are just these very nice Beautiful birds that are locked up in a cage. They are so, you know Christians like that? They, they, they have such beauty, such class, such personality. Seems, but they are just caged up. And they don't want to come out of the cage. All they are doing is getting feeding. Feeding, feeding. And they look attractive in the cage. And they make a lot of noise sometimes. And you have a headache. And they're quite down. And they just keep reproducing the, of their kind. Right, and you start having a lot of them. But but that's it. They're just caged up. You see, they are beautiful birds with a lot of potential, but they are content to spend the rest of their lives locked behind the bars of a cage. Whatever the cage might be, whether it be religious tradition, inferiority, insecurity, an unsuccessful marriage or an unhappy childhood, they just live behind these cages. These birds live and die behind the bars of their cage without ever really having lived. So that's not me. That must be you. Alright, so now 
here is what we are supposed to be in closing. Five things in five minutes and we are whoosh out of here. Right. Let's see how this goes. We need to be eagle-like Christians. Come on, lift your hands and say, I am an eagle-like Christian. Eagle-like. Hallelujah. There, 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 there are some things. Five S's. They are very easy for taking notes. A couple of S's. Well, two S's, three C's. So you'll remember that. The first thing I'm going to speak about, the eagle's solitude. The eagle is a, a, a very unique bird where this is concerned. Eagles live alone. They, they live with eagles. Other birds get along with other birds. Eagles like being with eagles. Let me tell you why I say that. Eagles live on the rock. And that rock is Jesus. The scripture says in Psalm 62, 1-2. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. An eagle doesn't live in a hen house. With its constant bickering and disturbance. It doesn't live where there's a lot of noise. But the eagle chooses the solitude that affords it the opportunity to hear the voice of the, the creator. So the eagle lives in solitude so it can hear the voice of the creator. An eagle-like Christian moves away from the clutter and the disturbance and the, and the bickering of, of life so that the, 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 the believer can hear the voice of the Lord speaking. And that is why the question of Isaiah 40 verse 28 is important. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. If we seek solitude, we will hear. The problem is that we have not been hearing God's voice because we are living in too much noise. We are living in the chicken yard instead of in solitude. Second S is the eagle's source. This magnificent bird is almost completely dependent on the winds for its survival. If you didn't know this, the wind is important for the eagle. Eagles don't fly. Do you know that? Eagles don't fly. What they do? So if they soar, it means that the wind is important. That means the eagle waits on the and then the eagle is also carried by the do you know that the wind in the scripture also speaks to the Holy Spirit. So what we understand from the eagle is that the eagle doesn't move unless the wind is moving. The eagle also is carried by the Wind, so the believer must not move unless the Holy Spirit is, and the believer must be carried by the. In fact, the eagle cannot reach its home without the wind, it cannot get food without the wind, it cannot fly above its enemy without the marvelous wind. In the same way, the believer cannot reach its home without the wind of the Holy Spirit. The believer cannot get its food without the wind of the Holy Spirit. The believer cannot fly above the enemies without the wind of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the eagle-like Christian understands the necessity of the thermal currents of the Holy Spirit. He understands that the moving of the spirit and how effortless, how to flow effortlessly and easily and depend on the spirit to lead him or her into all the ways of the Lord. It's time for us to begin to soar and allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to lead our lives because the victorious Christian life cannot be achieved apart from the dynamism of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit carrying us to, to and fro. Because if you begin to fly at certain altitude, you're going to get tired. And that is why the eagle can fly so fast and so high and so far. And so, 
you, you understand? Because it is being, sorry, it can soar. Because it is soaring in the wind of the Holy Spirit. The, the seas, three of them, right? The eagle's commitment. It, they say the eagle are, are one of the most committed birds. They make a reliable mate. And when they make that mate, they, they, are, they become devoted parent. Uh, you, you know what I mean, right? We're talking bird business, but understand the principle. Eagles share the duties of parenting. They say that when, when they, they have an eaglet, the mother, the mother eagle and the father eagle share equal responsibility. I'm telling you, God is so... Listen, God is... When, when, I, when, I, when I see this thing, God is so great. Like, how the scripture use eagle and the eagle have all of these things. Only the all-wise God could have done this. God has chosen this bird to liken to us so he can motivate us to strive towards higher fidelity to him and rise to our potential in life. The eagle's confidence, let's, the, 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 the second C, the eagle's confident. The eagle is confident even in storms. When other birds, what do the chicken do when there's a storm? So when, there you go. When other birds hide among rocks and trees, afraid to venture into the air, the eagle's grandeur shines forth in the storm. Like, like the eagle is saying, that which you are running away from is that which I want to run into. Because the greater the winds, the higher arms I'll soar. It changes, the eagle changes the fury of the winds into its chariot. So instead of saying this is a furious wind, the eagle says, listen, wind, you're going to be my chariot. You're going to carry me storm. You, you, you were sent to destroy me, but God is going to turn this around for my good. S guess what? Storm, you're going to be my chariot. I'm going to ride in you. The song says, ride out the storm. Listen, the storm has become my chariot and he's going to take me where God wants me to go. I'm not running away. So the chariot carries him into the highest reaches of the sky. The eagle is unafraid of the turbulence, but rather the eagle gladly enjoys the wind. The eagle Christian is also confident in the face of the storms of life and spread his or her wings of face and soars upon the chariot of their father, their father, God, into heights only he can propel them to. And so that is why Isaiah says of the eagle Christian, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You know why? Because they are being carried by the Lord. The eagle flies high and doesn't get tired because the Lord is the one who carries the eagle. The final C is the eagle's companions. Eagle is a strange bird. Eagle only have close friends with eagles. You know, like you know, like doves. You can put different doves in a pigeon, or in a no different doves in a pigeon. No, in a coop. Sorry. Right? You can put like swans and you know you can put different birds. But with eagles, eagle is only content with living with eagles. Many types of bird coexist in the same tree or the same field, but not so the eagle. It lives apart from the other birds. It stick to its own kind. Come on, tell the person beside you, stick to your own kind. Stick to, stick to eagles. Yeah. However, sometimes people force eagles to live with other birds. They cannot hang out around chickens, crows, and peacocks and not eventually start acting like them. And so here's what eagles do. Eagles endeavor to live by themselves. Because they know too much time around crows and chickens and peacocks will make them act like crows and chickens and peacocks. And they don't want that. So uh, Job 39, 27 to 28 says this. Does the eagle soar at your command and build his nest on high? He dwells on a cliff and stays there at night. A rocky crog is his stronghold. In other words, the eagle stays alone, stands alone, 
and spend time with other eagles. I'm going to end with a story. There was this farmer who took an egg from an eagle's nest. He placed it under a hen. And it hatched with a brood of little chickens. The farmer raised it with much patience and attempted to tame it. The eagle never really seemed to fit in with the other chickens. It walked alone and could not seem to find proper fellowship with other chickens. It had never known any other existence but the routine of life in the chicken yard. However, deep inside something seemed to be wrong. This just did not feel like home. In fact, the farmer had to clip its wings to prevent it from flying away. Unable to fly, it sat in the chicken yard looking upward. One day, a storm cloud began to brew and the sky became dark. All the barnyard animals were scurrying around for cover. They were very frightened. The eagle stretched out its wings and the farmer had failed to keep, had failed to keep it clipped. And as he did, his eyes caught sight of the great eagle riding the wind. His wings were outstretched. In majestic form. He was obviously not afraid of the storm at all. The eagle that had been raised as a chicken. Looked first at the chickens. Scurrying and frantically. Scurrying around and um, frantically. And then he looked back at the eagle soaring above the clouds. He heard the piercing cry of the eagle from the sky. And at that moment he knew he had to get out of the chicken yard. Come on, just tell the person beside you, get out of the chicken yard and start to soar. A gust of wind caught under his outstretched wings and lifted him from the post he was sitting on. With a thrill scream of victory and freedom, he left the barnyard forever. Never to return to a caged life as a chicken again. Chickens are content with a life fenced in with no freedom and liberty. Not so with eagles. So let us follow the way of the eagle as God pointed out in Isaiah 40. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Come on, just bow your heads with me. I want to pray with you as we close. Maybe you're not a chicken, but you have chicken-like attitude. Maybe you're not a magpie, but there's some aspect of your life when you, you act that particular way or I don't know. Maybe life is a big joke for you like the kookaburra. Or maybe you're a vulture. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of these things may not be the full dimension of your life. But there are times or seasons when you may act a particular way. Like one of these birds. And with your head bowed and your eyes closed. I want you to just, just repent this morning. Say, God, you know what? I've acted like a peacock. I've, I've been showy and, you know full of pride and self-centered and bossy. Maybe that's what you need to pray. Maybe you need to pray that God forgive me because I've been chicken-like in my Christian faith. You know, haven't lived up to my full potential. I'm living a mediocre life, God. Maybe you're a parrot. A lot of talk, but there's no walk. Though you have been repeating a lot of stuff that you have heard, but you haven't diligently study you just approach God this morning and say spirit of living God just just forgive me maybe you're a vulture you know everything corrupt everything negative maybe you're like that canary you don't give no problems except that you're just locked up in your cage and you're by yourself and there's nothing there's nothing happening in your life but you're not a bad person you know, you're a good person, you're a good Christian person, but 
What are you doing? Nothing. You're not going into all the world making disciples of all men. You're just there. You're just going through the mundane and, you know, in church. And you come to the, the, the cage of traditional church and you go home. That's, it. That, that's your life. And maybe you're like, you're a crow. You love to, you love to pester and, and, and just be a bother. And, 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 and people are trying to get away from you. And you need to change that. Just right now, just say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. And have mercy on me according to your loving kindness. And in that same vein, you just, you just, you just say, Lord, I, today I choose to live like an eagle-like Christian. Come on, just say, Lord, I choose solitude so I can hear your voice. Say, Lord, the wind of the Spirit is my source. My life will be carried by the wind of the Spirit. Come on, just Lord, my confidence is in you. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but I will remember the name of the Lord. I'm not afraid of the storm. For what the enemy meant for evil, God has turned for good. With confidence this morning, you can say, God, and all things, all things, will work together for my good because I'm loved by you hallelujah I want to say God I understand that my association can affect my destination My companions are eagle-like believers. I leave the chicken yard. Hallelujah. To live with the eagles. Come on, just stand to your feet with me. and I want you to just lift your hands this morning. We're going to close, but I think this is very important for us who are here in this moment. Today could be the beginning of the season of your life when you begin to maximize your God-given potential and become all that God has purposed you to be and called you to be. Come on with your hands lifted. I want you to believe this morning that there's more to your life than your present situation. There's still greatness in you. There's a God-given gift and purpose in your life. Don't settle for where you are. Trust the next wind of the Spirit to bring you to where God wants you to be. So now begin to tell me, say, Lord, I am ready for whatever you want to do. Come on, just say that to him again. Say, Lord, I am ready for whatever you want me to do. I'm ready to soar. I'm ready to go higher. I'm ready, Lord, to become all that you have created me to be. And to do all that you have purpose, purpose for me to do. Have your way in me. I give myself to you. Hallelujah. Come on, just declare that I am an eagle-like believer. In Jesus' name. Come on, just let him minister to you right now. Just begin to speak to the Lord and just give him worship and, you know, give him praise. He's a great God. 
it says when we call unto him he will answer and show us great and mighty things that we know not of he's not deaf he hears and he also speaks hallelujah we bless you Jesus we bless your name Jesus come on just worship the Lord I give myself away